Welcome back, everybody, to the SideQuest podcast. This is Eric. I am joined, as always, by Mr. Beach Boy himself, Jeff, and uh, Justin, the Spring Boy. So the Beach Boy and the Spring Boy are back in town. Oh, boy. So, so <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just made it back in town. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your journey home. Yeah, you know, the flight got screwed up, and I had a layover in Nashville, and I didn't want to do that. But, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Justin, uh, should we say that's what you get for ditching us again to go to Florida, asshole? Well, you're apparently planning another trip as well, aren't you? Uh, Yeah, well, this time it was really (laughs) exciting because I rented a boat. And uh, I know, Justin, we last time rented a captain, Captain Jean-Luc Picard, who thought we were very bizarre by the end of that uh, journey. Uh, if you don't recall. You just, oh, I recall. You just rent people now when you go down there. Okay. Yeah, so this time, now uh, my buddy don't and I... Say that. Out. Oh, yeah, you can't say that. Don't say that. And uh, <laughs> it, it was fun. It was. I want to do it again. So, yeah, I'd like to get down there one more time before summer just to kind of get back into the Everglades and kind of learn some of those routes back there. So, we'll see. Nice. Well, the world's tiniest violin's playing for you. We hope you get back there. Um, we do have a very special guest this evening with us. Uh, our cousin Dan decided to hop on, so welcome, Dan, to the show. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, in previous episodes, if we've mentioned Dan, uh, just gaming-wise, uh, him, Jeff, and myself tend to sit down and play some RPG games every once in a while. And uh, we were actually just gaming not long ago, uh, playing the Outriders demo. Uh, so, Dan, for those listeners out there that don't really know uh how would you describe outriders like what did you think about the demo so far do you like it give me your thoughts it's okay it's a little bit small so it's advertised as a three and a half hour demo with everything transferring over to the full-time game but if you skip all the cutscenes like we have been it's actually about (laughs) 45 minutes to an hour long so (laughs) that means it's like two and a half hours of cutscenes to one hour of gameplay, which is not very exciting if you just want to actually play the game. Yeah, so it, yeah, like you said, we skip through every fucking cutscene, and it's so funny because I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Why are we here? And it's like, well, we just skipped hours of cutscenes here. Um, but I guess I'll start us off on our first side quest is, are do you guys like the games with long cutscenes? Justin, let's start with you. Absolutely not. I do not <laughs> like the cutscenes. Kill the cutscenes. I think that it does create like an interactive playing event that goes beyond simply just jamming the joystick in the closet, uh, Eric. That specifically relates to you what? jamming your joystick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Rated X. Uh, Woo! There it goes. Hey, air got uncanceled this week. <laughs> but I just, you know what? I, I like to get the story to unfold in the gameplay without the cutscenes because you, you do just tend to just roll your eyes and stop paying attention and grab your phone and start looking at that prawn. Yeah, good old prawn. Jeff, what about you? I feel like you like cutscenes. I mean, if they're, if they're done right. So, I, you know, I've always talked about The Witcher. The Witcher does cutscenes very well. Most of it is you just controlling the character as something's happening so they don't really cut away too much and the few times that they do it's really emotional there's just a lot of stuff being unfolded and it's not very long but what you're watching is you know pretty intense i think mass effect does 
this also really well. Old Bioware did it with, you know, Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. But yeah, I, when I was playing the Outstrider, Outriders, whatever it's called, demo right before I left for Florida, I only got to play for like 30 minutes. But I'm like, oh my, when do I get to shoot the gun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where does this power come from? How do I get to shoot my gun? Uh, Dan, what about you? Do you like cutscenes in games, or are you? Um, I think the best game I've played with cutscenes are probably the Saints Row games because they kind of have the more interactive cutscenes. You know, every once in a while you got to press a button and it interacts with the actual cutscene itself. But as far as straight cutscenes, like I, I'm with Justin there. Like a lot of them are worthless. Yeah. Or at least in the cutscenes, you get to have your crazy ass character that you've built look super ridiculous in the cutscenes, and that's sometimes worth it. But well, I, I, I don't know. That's like the problem with Outriders. So it's actually the exact opposite. Like you get your character all decked out, and then the cutscene comes, and he's had this base armor, you know, to see your character, which is the exact opposite of most games. Yeah, I'm a big fan of cutting cutscenes out for sure. I'm with I'm with Team Justin here. I remember back in like the Metal Gear Solid 2 day where it was like, you know, PS2 and it was cool. Like the, some of those were like almost first of its kind, you know, like that was kind of a mass cutscene game. And it was cool to watch because it's like, holy shit, I've never seen graphics so cool. But nowadays, like I could care less. Like I, I bought the game for a reason. I want to play the game. I didn't pay for like a 10 hour movie um, to just help explain it to me because I'm stupid. You know? Well, I, I feel like some of the, like, not the most recent Resident Evil game, but some of the, the more um, later in the the franchise try to do a good job of marrying the interaction between the cut scenes and the gameplay, but I don't think they did it very well. Why not? Why do you think they the, it didn't match the story or the pace or it just wasn't, it was just hokey? I just don't like the gimmick of you're watching a cutscene and then it's like press X. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like God of okay. War was notorious for that in the beginning. Uh, they kind of went away with that, but yeah, that's kind of a, but, but do you like the ones where the cutscene just kind of ends and you're already immersed in the gameplay? I, mean, I get too bored. I like how Witcher did it. Um, you know, where you're, you're walking around as Geralt as, you're talking and interacting and people are doing things. So like you are in the cutscene, controlling it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I, I tend to avoid games with cutscenes, or I just honestly skip it. And then like, have you guys tell me what the fuck happened or what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just like the action. Um, and we played what, what games did we play? We played what Diablo uh, three, um, well, you also just don't like stories in general. I no, mean, I just like... Most of the good slash. stuff we played, like Torchlight, Dan and I are trying to listen, and you're just like, nope, don't care. <laughs> but like, I'm stuck in know, the cemetery again. World. You want to learn about it and know what's going on. That's kind of half... You know, it's also a story. No, I'm, I'm in you that... You just like, like your, you know, shooting games. Yeah, I'm in that, like, speedrun mentality. Just like, let's fucking go. Let's get it over with. Let's just, arm, you know, let's upgrade. Let's level up. Let's kill shit. Like, I want to get the cool weapons. Um, I mean, there's sometimes I like to slow down and maybe watch a cutscene or two. But outside of that, that's a fart noise, you know? Done with it. I'm trying to think what games, like... Dan, you mentioned a game that you liked, you know, that did really well. But are there any games that you guys really, really enjoyed the cutscenes, uh, Jeff? 
Like they just really added an extra layer to the game that you just weren't expecting. Well, yeah, I, that's what I've been saying all along. The Witcher, Knights of the Old Republic, a lot of the Mass Effect games. Yeah. I mean, those those did it really well. Uh, you know, Breath of the Wild kind of did it too. It's just, I think the newer games are starting to get it. I heard Assassin's Creed Valhalla does, um, it took a lot of the input from gamers from Odyssey, which was great, and kind of tweaked it and made it a little bit more streamlined to that. So I haven't played it yet, but we'll see. Yeah, very nice. Justin, I got to make you very proud um, for a moment. Is this past weekend, for the first time ever, I watched Dread. 2012 and i liked the hell out of it good man that was like a fun ass movie oh it's it's near i don't want to say that it's a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination but from like a writing standpoint anytime you can sort of create a narrative that takes place in one central location like they did it's just like it's so much fun it had like diehard vibes to it like just one place just build up the reason why they're there who are the good guys who are the bad guys it was just that action was just awesome oh hell yeah so shout out to dread and i know i think we've talked on this podcast a couple times i think you brought it up at least two or three times but i never knew why i was just like yeah it's just a movie that's always been scrolling in the background of like netflix and stuff and hulu and i just never took the time and i figured you know what shit why not and I thought Carl Urban did a badass job. Oh, he especially did. And when you think of him, you know, he's a face actor by many means. And for him to take a step back and say, I'm going to wear the helmet the entire time, unlike what Stallone did in the 1995 version, it's like, that's badass. Like, good on him. Yeah. No, that was good. And I, I didn't recognize the girl. I don't know if she's been in anything else, Anderson. Um, but uh, she did a really good job, too. I mean, just a small character study. Cersei, of course, being a bitch as the bad lady, the villain, um, was cool. And General Hux, did you, I mean, I'm sure you knew that, but the the dude with the eyes and, like, the really white eyebrows and all that, that's actually General Hux from uh, the newer Star Wars movies. Good name drop. Good name drop. And so, Dan, I see. I hear you snoring over there. I know you're not a big movie fan, but you've you've had to have watched a couple of movies recently, right? I watched the first Ant-Man, as old as that is. Okay, I watched that boomer. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about it? Did you follow it? Did you like it? I did, but, you know, there's certain actors I don't like for certain roles, and I couldn't take, um, what's his name Paul as Rudd? a superhero, right? Like, I think he's kind of stereocasted as the more comedic relief kind of person, Um you know, and I, I couldn't take him in that role, but I enjoyed the movie itself. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I on the entire list of all the Marvel movies, that one's definitely in the upper 50 percent in my book. I just didn't like the villain like he was just uh, I don't know, just didn't do it for me. It was really what cool when this? he when he squished the guy or he made him like into goo. That was cool. That was fun. But Corey Stoll's a good actor overall. I just think that they kind of ruined him. I totally agree. He is great. And if have you guys seen House of Cards? Yep. Because he he does a really good job in House of Cards, and it's too bad the, that uh, uh, the yeah. Pennsylvania like uh, governor, what's his name, right? Yeah. Oh God, well, I I'm not gonna re- remember it, but 
that's like I don't know what's what's going on there, but like, I know that show just kind of crapped the bed too because Spacey decided to you know abuse everybody. Um, but man, that that I really enjoyed that show for the run that it had, and I never watched I don't think like the last season of it. Um, but Dan, since we all kind of caught up in a previous episode of what are we watching, what are we playing, I feel like we caught up on your recent plays. But do you uh, do you catch any new series or any shows that you're watching series wise? Oh God, you caught me at a lull. Um, <laughs> I'm watching, so I'm in the last season of Seinfeld, as old as that is. But Ooh. my wife has never seen it, so we're watching that from the beginning, and that's kind of our our serious show right now. I like that. Yeah. And you, literally, nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. A lot of things right with it because that's one of those shows that. If it's on TV, I will just catch the five minutes of the episode, the last thirty seconds of it. I'm always right. It, it um, was it was always uh, when growing up, right? It would always be like Home Improvement, Simpsons, Seinfeld, like Malcolm in the Middle, and that '70s show, and it's like all back to back while doing homework kind of thing. So I'd seen almost all the episodes. My wife had never seen it. It's like let's watch it from the beginning and just go through all of it. Jeff, I feel like you have never watched Seinfeld. Were you a fan of Seinfeld? I watched some episodes of it. Yeah. I'm not big into the, you know, comedy shows like that where there's an audience laughing and, you know, like Two and a Half Men and all that. I don't really watch any of that stuff. Um, it's just kind of very fake and forced and not, I don't know. I spend my time on, you know, different shows, so... Yeah, not really, not really my thing. Do you watch any comedy shows then, or are they all kind of out the window? Uh, you used to watch a rest or um, Always Sunny. Yeah, I watched. Well, I only watched a few seasons of that. I think like Shit's Creek. There, that's a great one. But again, that's very different than. Seinfeld and those like studio type things. Well, The Office. Didn't you watch The Office? Uh, yeah, like The Office and Parks and Rec. I get, yeah, those. So I watched those, but those are very different than, you know, uh, Two and a Half Men, Seinfeld, all that, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take us on another side quest now because we, we started talking about Seinfeld and some of those 90s shows. And I would love to go back to the 90s at some point. So I'm going to do right now and ask, start with Justin, what was your favorite 90s sitcom of like the TGIF days, just even if it's Frasier or whatever? Do you have one that comes to mind? And can you pick one? Uh, that's a, so that's a fun question. We are re-watching Frasier again <laughs> for like the fourth time now um, going through that show. I loved that show when I was little. I don't think I fully understood a lot of it, but in rewatching it as an adult, it's a damn well-written show. With that being said, I will say my TGIF show was Step by Step. Very cool. Cody. God, what, is, oh, what yeah. was his catchphrase? Like, ugh, dude. <laughs> or some stupid shit. Man, whatever happened to Cody? I think he's in prison. Nice. Shout out to Cody from Behind Bars. Jeff, what about you? Favorite sitcom of the 90s or just, you know, TGIF show? Yeah, again, I didn't watch too many sitcoms, but that's kind of when, you know, the late 90s is when I got exposed to, like, anime and stuff. And, you know, Dragon Ball Z finally was on, you know, 
like Cartoon Network and things like that. And then we got into Adult Swim. That started up where I was staying up late when we were little and watching uh, Space Ghost and Brack and all that stuff. And then, Eric, as you know, we were really into Discovery Kids. Yeah. Do you know what a sitcom is? (laughs) (laughs) Sitcom Yeah, it's like Seinfeld. (laughs) 90s sitcoms. I don't think I watched any of them. (laughs) Yeah, there's Friends, Full House. You can't compare Friends and Full House. I just typed in popular sitcoms from the 90s. You can, you you know, compare an A to like an F, right? One's better than the other. Full House, Fresh Prince, Seinfeld, Sex in the City, Boy Meets World. I didn't really watch any of this stuff. Man. Your childhood the sucked. What the fuck did you do on Friday nights? I was watching Adult Swim. <laughs> in 1994. I don't know what I was. I was very young. I don't watching really. Johnny Bravo. Not sure. Home Improvements was probably one show that I actually did watch. Rugrats. Yeah, I was watching cartoons and shit. Powderpuff Kids, yeah. Dan, what were you watching? Oh, yeah, I was watching Power Rangers. It's Powderpuff Girls, all right? Let's get that straight. (laughs) Fleeing Machine and I were huge into Power Rangers. Oh, my God. So that was my favorite sitcom of the early 90s. (laughs) Go, go, Power Rangers. Put it on record. Dan, what was your favorite sitcom? Um, I liked Home Improvement, um, and that 70s show were probably my best, but now rewatching Seinfeld, like the jokes are a lot better that you're older and understand them. Yeah, totally agree with you. I would have to say Home Improvement uh, for sure, just because it really, re- I mean, it was like basically looking in the mirror with my dad, who's like trying to be the funny dad joke guy. And of course, Mr. Fix It Up and half the time just getting into shenanigans. Uh, they weren't as fun, like, living it, though, because, like, it was, like, you know, measure 15 times, cut once, go to the store 14 times. So that wasn't too fun. But Home Improvement was really funny. Uh, and then I would have to say I really liked Family Matters, too. Just Steve Urkel and Stefan Urkel. Like, that was that was a fun ride. I don't know. I just liked him. Such a dork. Dorcas Malorcus. Dorcas Malorcus. Then there's Jeff, favorite sitcom Power Ranger. So, all right. So, another side quest. Who was our favorite Power Ranger? Which color Ranger? Uh, Dan, we'll start with you. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess if I'm going to have to pick, I'd pick blue, but I know nothing about the Power Rangers. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Jeff. I, I don't even know what animal they use as their, <laughs> like, Powertron thing. So, <laughs> oh my God. okay, Boomer. Powertron. Uh, Jeff, you have to have a favorite. Who was it? Well, of course, it was, it was Tommy, the Green Ranger. Duh. Oh, yeah? What about the White Ranger? That was Tommy again. Well, I mean, or was it? So I guess you could call it the Green slash White Ranger. Okay. That was all of our favorites. Ranger. And my first crush, which was Kimberly, Pink Ranger. I was oh, boy. About, yeah. All right. That started I, some stuff. Yeah. Justin, what about you? Who was your favorite Ranger? You know, I I had a soft spot for Zach. I think he was an underrated Power Ranger, and I'm going to say the Black Power Ranger, who happened to be black. Yeah. Go go figure. No, no, uh, you know. (laughs) We're still on the air. We're still good. Um, (laughs) The Red Ranger for me, Jason. I, I mean, he was just your typical leader of the pack, cool dude. Yes, Tommy did come into play, but... 
I got to stick with the original. Jason was the pack leader, and then he got the thunder stolen from him in a power move for Power Rangers. Bad, bad, bad. But then, then the movie came out, and that was really badass. So then they changed everything up, so that was kind of cool to see. But, um, man, I remember seeing that shit in theaters for, like, a birthday party back in the day. That was a badass movie. Gosh. And then the video game. Did you guys play the game on, like, Sega Genesis or, like, Super Nintendo? I forget what it was out for. Obviously, there did. was a Tiger handheld game for it as well. Remember yep. Tiger handheld games? Oh my oh, god! Fuck those things. They were so cool, but they were those were like the first mini rage machines. Like you just, if you get your ass kicked in that, and like having to play it in the back seat of a car, and like every other street light, you would have to like check check in to see if you're winning or if you're even in the right direction. Oh, all right, you got to have a favorite. You brought it up, Justin. What are some of your favorite Tiger handheld games that you remember? Sorry, I do. I remember Aladdin game was a. I mean, they were all essentially the same game, yeah. but the Aladdin one, the Lion King one, and the X Men one were always my favorites. Oh my gosh, Jeff, do you remember those games? Uh, yeah, I remember they were very difficult. It was right before Game Boy. I can't. I think yeah. The one I played the most was the Sonic, Sonic one. I was just I had the Sonic one too. I was just yeah, about to was... echo that. Yeah, that's it's like, you know, just running through the the golden rings and just jumping left to right, and Robotnik would pop up. Man, those it was those things so are cool. difficult. And I was I was looking online, and those things are like people are trying to sell that shit for like thirty, forty, fifty bucks. Like I get it, nostalgia. Um, but I mean, who the fuck? Would come over to your house and say, hey, dude, check out my Tiger handheld game. You want to come play? You want to come hang out <laughs> in the light? Say that with any type of collectible. Oh, man. But I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I would just be so frustrated, like, going back to those games and just trying to play it again. I feel like I would still get my ass kicked, even though I'm, like, an adult now and I should be able to, like, actually master it. That's what I feel like about the Nintendo game, The Boy and His Blob. Tried to play that as an adult and still don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> God, I just, I remember some really fun games for the original Nintendo. Dan, I remember coming over to your house one time and it was like, it took me the longest time to remember what it was, but it was like a Fisher Price game where you're like a fire truck and you put out fires and shit. And I just remember like that being a really fun game. And I just, what the hell are you talking about? Fire truck. Yeah, it was like a it was like a Fisher Price Nintendo game, and like one of the levels was you're a Fisher Price fire truck, and you like go through this uh, maze, and you put out I, fires. I have no clue what you're talking about at all. <laughs> it was that 14th sleepover we had. You know, you remember yeah. that? It was a Saturday. I, I remember the uh, the handheld like bass fishing ones where they had like the reel on the side and you had to like cast it, and it would start <laughs> vibrating with the fish, and you'd reel it in. Those were fun. Man, I remember that just like being in your bathroom. Like you just sit there right. and take a, a huge dump and catch That was fish. the original, you know, like Reddit pastime while taking a shit, right? You'd, <laughs> you'd play it and you'd catch some fish and go for the high score. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, I, I remember those. And I'm trying to think. Yeah, Jeff, you're right. What comes after that? But like Game Boy and what was the Sega Game Boy? The, the just Sega handheld or something? Game Gear. Game Gear, yeah. That was like 
that was a level up from everybody else's bullshit. Like Game Boy Color was cool. You but... had that. But Game... And the battery lasts like 20 minutes. <laughs> when you say the battery, you mean the eight batteries that it took to power it. Yeah, and it would last like 20 minutes. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was good. And Dan, I did Google the game I was talking about. It's called Fisher Price Firehouse Rescue. So, boom. I, we'll, we'll I never said I doubted you. We'll, we're going we're gonna to post that shit on our social media so everybody can see. But it was like a maze and you put out fires. Oh, my God. I'm looking at it right now. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Terribly fun. Um, and then, Dan, we used to play that... Uh, it was like a circus game on your PC where you like put the oh, amount of gunpowder. Yes. I, my sister and I were talking about that the other day. I have no clue what the hell the name of that game was, but you're talking about one where you had to shoot the parrot off like the rafter in the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. And then like, like purple blob and, and things like that. I have no clue what it was called. Well, look at us. We all turned out all right. All right. <laughs> Playing all these weird <laughs> fucked up games. You you remember all the uh, tycoon knockoffs that came off after Rollercoaster Tycoon became a hit? Like they had like the skate park and the snow tycoon and the zoo tycoon and stuff. Uh, those, yeah, those were great games. Yeah, I think they still. Jeff, you were just saying they. I think they still do make those games. Like Zoo Tycoon, I think is one of them. I do remember the snowboard like ski hill that you create and like it's like a ski park. But man, nothing nothing beats the original Roller Coaster Tycoon games. You can't beat those. They were phenomenal. Remember, we make the biggest roller coaster that takes forever, and I'd come over and you'd be like, "You got to look at this roller coaster I made," and I'd <laughs> sit there for ten minutes, just kept going. Yeah, and you're like, "It's the biggest one I made." Yeah, because I was trying to run like super cool, high advanced graphics on my college PC that was built for literally opening up Microsoft Word. And so I would like start loading the level like 30 minutes before he came over. And even after you showed up, it was still loading for like 20 minutes. And it was like frame by frame of like watching the roller coaster goes like doot, doot, doot. And you're like, wow, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> Why did you, why'd you bring me all the way over here to see this shit? No, thanks. Oh my God. So good. Um, yeah, so we have uh, we had some people ask us to talk about some some quick topics here. So we got a shout out to our listeners. Some of them were very weird and ridiculous, which is right up our alley. And with the few minutes we have left, we're just going to go around the table and just get some thoughts on some of these side questions or topics that our people have brought up. So uh, B Hilgi wants to know: Gingerbread Man, antagonist or protagonist? So I'm just going to throw that one out there and let uh, Justin answer first. No, he's definitely an antagonist. He's a little asshole. <laughs> okay. Screw him. Get him out of here. Okay. I'm done with that question. I hate it. Oh, boy. That one really struck a chord. Jeff, what, <laughs> are you feeling that strong about it? I, I guess. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I would have to agree with Justin. All right, Dan. Little asshole. Two votes for antagonist. Where are you I, at? I was going to go antagonist. There's no way they're that sugary and sweet and not a bitch at heart. Yeah, <laughs> little little asshole. I'm gonna agree with you guys. It's it's antagonist through and through. So, thank you, B. Hilgi. That was a good question. The Toddcast podcast. Uh, they gave us like three questions or topics. Um, one of those is hot dog eating contests. 
So, Dan, I know back in the day, you didn't you used to watch those like religiously? Oh, no, I not back in the day. Like, like still every, do? <laughs> yes. So, yes, every year, ESPN, 4th of July, 11 p.m. Central Time, you know, oh, it comes on. So, yes, I watch it. They're a little overhyped, a little disgusting, but, you know, it's the Amer- ultimate American pastime, right? Like, watch people get fat on stage. Yeah. So, I mean, wh- what else can you complain about? So, the only thing I remember about it is Kobayashi, right? He was a big big player in that. Yep. And, and then Joey Chestnut took him down. <laughs> and Joey Chestnut has kept the crown for several years to come. Man. But I think I think the woman the the lady girl the spider or something i think she recently died like you know she was the girl that ate like 40 or some hot dogs in the 12 minutes i thought she died for some reason yeah i can't imagine that it's good for you i'm just gonna throw it out there i'm no i'm no health uh nut healthologist whatever we want to call them um but yeah i can't imagine stuffing 40 hot dogs down your face in 12 minutes is gonna be good for your body or your soul and then, like, 97% of your body is going to be hot dog water. Ooh. Okay. Right, Jeff? Chocolate I mean, starfish. Jeff, what did you visualize there? Like, just, you know, a body, you'd see, like, a outline of a person. See an outline of a person, and it just starts filling up with liquid, and it's hot dog water? Yep. Oh, okay. Good. Glad we're on the same page. Um, <laughs> and then the last two topics, the podcast, they brought up uh, just random, right? So he says toilet paper and then guilty pleasures. So I don't know if that meant to go hand in hand. Do but... not buy the Costco generic toilet paper. Okay. Say it now. There's a it story is... with that. No, it is so thin. You sneeze into it, it's, it disintegrates, right? You need like five wads to wipe your ass at the end of the day. Otherwise, it gets caught up in there and then you got chunks. And when you fart, it ends up in your underwear. Like, do not buy. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. Man, I think you need to start a toilet paper review site. I'm sure. I'm sure there's one out there. I don't know. What about the rest of you guys? Any any toilet paper thoughts? I'm gonna just agree with uh, Dan there and say follow his advice. Yeah, yeah, take Dan's advice. Like, avoid the the sandpaper thin stuff. Yeah, you get what it, you pay you know, for. No, it's a. It's a toilet. It's not a blood bank. That's why you got to get a bidet. Oh, nobody gets a fucking bidet. Get it's out so of here. great. They have them all over in Japan. Do you have Korea. one at your place? And I'm, I want to get one, but you have to have a plug down by the toilet. So my dad's like, well, we'd have to run all this shit to do it. So we have one down in Florida and oh. I use it all the time and it's wonderful. Oh, my God. Well. Shout out to everybody that uses bidets and to our, uh, you know, international folks that probably have them in their homes. Congratulations. People are starting to get them here. So... And it's environmental friendly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I, I will Very agree with passionate. you there. I will agree with you there. And so, I mean, time flew by. We're already at 31 minutes, guys. Uh, this was an awesome, awesome time. Dan, thanks for mo- so much for joining us. I um, hope you had a good time. We'll definitely have to have you back on again soon. And, Thanks um, for the invite. Yeah, of course. Uh, and uh, yeah, so everybody out there, let us know all your thoughts on everything we talked about tonight. The RPGs, the cutscenes, gingerbread man, hot dog water, all that fun shit. Um, hit us up at SciQuest Pod. Uh, go to www.sciquestpod.com. And I guess 
I, I don't know. I thought of a way to end it. I wanted to put on Jeff to make a bidet noise, um, but I don't know. Do we have anything better than that that uh, maybe Dan can do? No, I, 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 think like, I like the bidet noise. But I want to hear Dan do one as well. Dan, have you ever used a bidet before? I have not. So you go first and then Jeff goes second. What the? I'm supposed to make a bidet noise? Yep. Oh, off yeah. the top of my head without ever having used one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna go fair. with I'm gonna go with like a vacuum sound. So it's gonna be like a, you know, it just like <laughs> sucks it out of you. Oh god! <laughs> All right, Jeff, here you go. What? <laughs> what? Did you just scream bloody murder into your microphone? No, I barely. I I made the. Vroom.